For today's episode of Sustainability Bites, we count on the collaboration of our colleague Bea Rafaga. Welcome. Um, Bea is a strategic consultant in health and life sciences at Sutherland Partners here in Brussels. And she has a long-standing uh, uh, experience in health communication and policy. So welcome, Bea, and thank you very much for your time. Welcome uh, also to you, Arturo. I'm very happy to be here today and look forward to the interesting discussions we are going to have. Definitely. Um, we are starting 2023 and usually a new year uh, brings resolutions to, to get healthier and fitter. But in your case, you are actually ahead of us on this. You have been very, very busy in the last months uh, ensuring that we all uh, can be healthy. Can you tell us more a bit about the project and how, how it all started? Yeah, definitely. Actually, uh, it was very special because it started all in 2019 uh, when I realized just by walking in the streets and looking at kids, adolescents and adults that many people actually were unhealthy. Lots of overweight and obesity people I met and then I looked up the numbers and what I found out was quite striking that already half of the Europeans are nowadays uh, either overweight or obese. And uh, among the young ones, in between 11 and 13, uh, already one out of three is overweight and obese. And those numbers are steadily increasing. So uh, everybody knows and, uh, that uh, unhealthy lifestyles uh, have led to an enormous surge uh, of non-communicable and chronic diseases. And uh, among those, cardiovascular diseases uh, and, and diabetes, which costs uh, the society a lot of money besides uh, a lot of uh, suffering to the people themselves. Yes, um, indeed it's, it's very worrying the, the, the situation as you just mentioned. You started this project, this European Action for a Healthy Lifestyle for All, right? That's, that's the name. And, uh, but we, uh, we are not working on it alone, only as SMP, but also with some, uh, some partners. So can you tell us more about the, yeah. the coalition and how it all kicked off? Yeah, maybe before we come to that, uh, something else. Uh, I was not only looking at the people, but I was also looking uh, here in, in, in Brussels at the EU Commission and what is being done in terms of strategies and regulation. And uh, what I had found out is uh, that the COVID pandemic uh, had led to a wake-up call regarding obesity and uh, that this whole uh, uh, healthy lifestyle um, Policy making is now getting in the focus of EU policymakers. Yeah, when you when you look, for instance, at the seven years EU for Health program uh, dedicated to prevention projects, uh, also in Horizon Europe, there's lots of R&D on obesity prevention. And then also when you look to the European Parliament, that uh, an obesity MEP interest group was set up in 2021, and that. Uh, just in Brussels and beside that uh, uh, there are nationally, regionally and, and locally uh, a lot of healthy lifestyle policy and programs and initiatives in the member states and which are also supported by governmental uh, funding in the member states. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, back to your question. <laughs> <laughs> back to your question, Arturo. Yeah. Once I had realized that, I, I was looking for partners because I thought, okay, uh, that's something you cannot stem alone, even uh, not inside the company. So I was looking uh, for colleagues already working on different aspects of healthy lifestyles, such as, such as food or physical activity. And uh, my impression was uh, that still we needed more, uh, more uh, cooperation also beyond our company. And uh, 
that's why I reached out to potentially interested partners, and uh, among them was uh, ISCA, the International uh, Culture and Sports Association, and, and JOC, which is a Dutch organization fighting and engaging a lot for uh, healthier lifestyles for young people in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it easy to, to, for you to find these, uh, these partners, or how was the, the, the process of, of building this, this coalition focused on, on fighting such, a, such an important problem, as, as you just explained, as it is uh, obesity in, in European society? Yeah, of course it's a very broad subject. So um, we were looking uh, also at the Commission side and uh, found out that in 2021 the European Commission uh, started with a Uh, so-called Healthy Lifestyle for All initiative. And that was the perfect moment for us to to, uh, to step in and to jump in and to say, okay, let's also uh, uh, contribute to this initiative uh, with a pledge. And the pledge consisted, and that's something we quickly uh, agreed on, to organize an event, um, policy and a community building event at the European Parliament, uh, because we thought the European Parliament is just the, the best venue to, uh, yeah, to unite uh, interested people from food, from, from uh, uh, physical activity, from mental health perspectives all over Europe. It's great, and, and also it's... it's Very nice that you mentioned because we are just uh, here in our office facing the the policy call to action that uh, all the partners sign. So um, how was uh, the event? Uh, how was the, the the reception uh, you perceived in the Parliament of of this event? And and, and what are the prospects that uh, we can expect in the, in the upcoming months? So. Um Very well, very very well indeed. We contacted several MEPs, uh, especially from the obesity interest group, uh, among them Sara Cerdas, who then uh, agreed to be a co-host of, of the event. And uh, we got very quickly involved uh, um, Thomas Frankowski, a Polish MEP, who uh, agreed to host the event. And then others uh, showed an interest and uh, uh, many uh, EU associations working on food and, and, and uh, sports and uh, mental health also joined. Uh, what, what was also important to us was uh, not only to preach to the converted, but also to engage with the industry. We had yeah, we were lucky also to get uh, um, representatives from the industry into event, beside, of course, the researchers uh, who showed us what works and what doesn't uh, when it's about healthy lifestyles. And uh, last but not least, and the most important maybe, uh, was about best practice examples. Uh, we got from the Netherlands, from the organization JOG, so Healthier Children on, uh, on a Healthy Future. Yeah, we uh, finished, uh, or we, we ended this event uh, with a call to action. And uh, this call to action, uh, you can still look it up uh, on, on our website. And um, a couple of things are mentioned there, which I think are, are, are very important to, to, uh, to spread the word about. First one is that the EU has to play a key role in ensuring that healthy lifestyles are adopted across Europe. Uh, not every member state can do it on its own. Uh, especially best practices which we have in one country and could be taken over in other countries uh, could be very useful to do. 
But then there's also a lot of research to be done because very often we don't know uh, which measures can have which impact. And the EU and especially the new EU health agencies like Hadia uh, could very much support uh, us in this uh, objective. And then there are very obvious things. Uh, everybody, when you talk to your mother, to your father, to your to your children, uh, understands is that we need uh, in all our cities we live in, also in the villages more and more. We need just space to walk, to cycle, uh, to do the shopping, and to do the shopping of uh, of vegetables, fruits, healthy food. Not to be attempted to to buy fast food. We need uh, secure uh, environments across schools, around schools, so that the children are not uh, attempted to to buy unhealthy food when they have a break or after school times. And we need uh, sports facilities so that the children can work out. We need uh, paths, uh, walking paths, so that the, the children can walk uh, to school. So uh, all these wishes which come from parents, but which come also more and more from all uh, parts of society are to, to ensure that uh, our future and our kids are our future uh, is a bright one and is not that one of uh, obese and unhealthy people, which has an enormous economic cost. So to come back to my initial thought. Yes, um, thanks a lot, because I think you, you, you're very right on, on, on placing here or mentioning the importance of a multidisciplinary approach, let's say. So not only approach on, on diets or approach on exercise or approach on on certain or on one element, but on how we construct our lifestyle in a daily basis mm -hmm. and uh, how that's also linked towards a more broad concept uh, about sustainability and, and how we interact in everyday walking, yes. exercising more, uh, In our care. environment, yeah. in our local environment, exactly. Um, what did we do after this event? Um, we had uh, gathered a couple, or not only a couple, uh, uh, more than 70 stakeholders, uh, which were interested in pursuing this approach with us. And um, then we thought it would be good also to get this uh, initiative to the attention of policymakers here in Brussels. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that uh, you didn't stop at the European Parliament only, but you you move forward and, and you include even more uh, policy makers here in Brussels. So can you tell us a bit more? Exactly. So um, that was, of course, uh, very nice to see that uh, uh, commissioners even are, are were ready to to listen to us. Among them, uh, the EU Commissioner Maria Gabriel, who is the Commissioner for Innovation Research culture, education and youth who received us and welcomed us, discussed with us uh, the policies we need, just to speak. And then we had even in our offices, Director for Public Health, uh, John of Ryan, who came and, and looked up, okay, who are these guys who are engaged in, in, uh, in better health policies? And uh, what do they want? And is it similar to what we are doing? And there was a lot of overlap, obviously. And then, of course, we also went, uh, I mean, you know that uh, the European Parliament is just uh, uh, one of five minutes uh, food walk away from our offices. So we went to the Parliament and um, the Dutch MEP Toyn Manders uh, spent an hour and a half with us uh, discussing uh, what we should do together to, to make the lifestyle of our people healthier. Nice. And uh, and after all these meetings, uh, what's your impression? What's what are your prospects for the next months or, or the next years 
do you see a brighter future ahead of us or should we be worried and then <laughs> more proactive on, on, on getting these changes then? Of course, this is, this is uh, not the only initiative and we'll continue to work with all stakeholders uh, interested in, including industry, uh, non-for-profit associations, policymakers. Among them, I forgot to say also the European Committee of the Region because a lot of these policies have to be local um, to, to improve the uh, lifestyles of our people. So, yeah, I think uh, it's promising then the next month and I'm sure you're gonna do a, an excellent job uh, here the team in Brussels so yeah thank you thank you Bea and um, before ending this this interview is there any final message you you want to transmit to to our listeners? yes definitely um, what I want to say is that uh, I'm not alone so uh, we are a bunch of people who are very passionate about uh, making our world healthier and more sustainable and this bunch of people is called Sudeland Partners <laughs> and uh, we, are, we are striving for making our world uh, healthier and uh, would like to be very inclusive in that and work both with companies and uh, associations and uh, dedicated people to make this really happen. Thank you very much, Bea. I hope this interview offered you new perspectives about the work that is being carried out advocating for healthier lifestyles and how a holistic and broad approach is needed. If you want to learn more about this topic, we invite you to visit our website or get in contact with our colleague Bea and the rest of our team at SMT. My name is Arthur Starin and I have been your host today. Thanks to Marco Plurian and the rest of the production team. See you soon.